DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call or visit Lee'sHeatAC.com now to schedule a free in-home estimate or a free second opinion. Jazz and the Nuggets coming up tonight. Denver has had a run of bad luck, PK. They have. They have lost multiple starters. They are still a 500 team. 18 and 17 on the year. We are joined right now by Katie Wingy, Denver Nuggets host, analyst, and reporter for Altitude Sports. Katie, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We are doing well. How are the Denver Nuggets? Believe it or not, they're getting a little sympathy on this side of the mountains because that's been a lot of injuries. What? I can't believe that. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not, not from me, not from me, no way, man. <laughs> um, they're like you guys said, I mean, they're banged up. I think that they're real tired of, of the way things have been going around here. I feel like they just can't catch a break. Um, game after game, whether it's health and safety protocol or to another player being injured, our, our roster just continues to dwindle down. So I'm hopeful that that good news is on the horizon because, honestly, fellas, at this point, I'm not sure it can get much worse, which I probably jinxed it by saying that. But that's truly what it feels like in Denver. It seems like if you want to save time, you tell us the players who are available as opposed to the players <laughs> who aren't available. And, you know, we watch them, obviously, because they're, they've are they been a contender and they're in the same division or certainly the same conference, obviously, and, and close to the Jazz and all that respect. Uh, I'm wondering if you've seen any players who may have gotten more time than they would have developed, and so maybe there might be some bright spots from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's been the toughest part for the Nuggets has been there has there hasn't been a rhythm. I mean, like a guy like Bones Highland is the first player that comes to my mind when you ask that question. And if the Nuggets were healthy, him as a rookie, I'm not sure he would be getting the minutes that he's getting. But at the same time, he's been in and out of the lineup quite a bit because of health and safety protocol, because of spraining his ankle a couple times and having to deal with that and then going back into health and safety. So the players that typically would have benefited from the Nuggets being a little shorthanded this season, they've also been in health and safety. Another player that I think of is uh, a player like Zeke Naji, who he's upgraded to questionable tonight, which is very helpful considering Vladko Chanchar went out in the Nuggets last game in Dallas. So he's for sure out tonight. So at least you can kind of do a switcheroo there but the younger guys are getting more minutes substantial playing time because there just isn't enough bodies elsewhere and I think that that is a bright spot if you want to twist it or find some sort of positive in the situation and the good news with that is they're getting like very real minutes not only against starters but with the Nuggets starters or or what's left of them anyway I, I guess I would say with Nicole Jokic So Denver isn't in the exact same situation as other teams, but portions of what we're seeing from them do match up. I think it's very clear that the the trust-the-process Sixers would have shut this whole team down and just played for a high draft pick and reset everything. The Warriors didn't really have a choice. They had so many of their key guys hurt. Uh, but they inevitably did get a, uh, you know, have a down year and have a chance to kind of reload a little bit. Has there been any thought to just... Let's not battle to be a 500 team in fifth or sixth in the West. Let's just shut it down. Absolutely not. I don't think that that is in any of these players' blood, and I also don't think head coach Michael Malone could possibly do that. He is way too much of a competitor. 
Um, they still think that, you know, they have a very real opportunity to make some noise in the postseason, whether that be in a play-in game or wherever they end up landing. And the other question mark, too, is there is no timetable on, you know, when a Jamal Murray might be back or when a Michael Porter Jr. might be back. And they're absolutely not rushing either of those guys, but who's to say that they don't come back towards the end of the year? No one really knows at this point, and they're letting them take their time in their rehab process. So I think they want to position themselves in the best possible situation that they can for the postseason. It just I don't think that they're capable of throwing in the towel. It's just not in them. How much has the team's toughness improved now that Jokic's brothers have gotten a lot of publicity? <laughs> um, they knew it before the rest of the world knew it. I don't know if it's actually increased the, the Nuggets' toughness at all. Um, it, it's funny. I mean, they're, they're at almost every single game. They're so involved, and Jokic's family is so, so close. Um, and I think the whole Nuggets team knows what they bring when they're in the in the audience, whether it's at home or on the road. So, um, funny, funny story of the season, I think. Oh, hilarious. Wildly entertaining. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, how much do the Jazz stir up the fan base there? Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Suns, Jazz. Who really gets people fired up and, and brings out the nasty in the Nuggets crowd? Can you rank the level of rivalry? You know, it's hard to say because I think there's a, there's a generational difference in that, too. Long-time Nuggets fans given the way that this team has competed with the Lakers, I would say the hatred for the Lakers is still very real, especially for Nuggets fans that are a little bit older. Um, given the way that things went with Phoenix and Suns and Four Guy and, and all of that business, I think that they will hold a special place in Nuggets fans' hearts when they do play the Suns now. Um it's tough. Denver is such a transplant city, and so there are so many people that come from all over the country, and it's inevitable that there will be fans of the opposing team in the building. When the Nuggets are full strength and when they're competing and, and when they've been good the past couple years, the Nuggets fan base holds their own, man. Like they, If there are opposing fans in the crowd or are against you know, really great opposing teams, Ball Arena gets loud and they get into it. So that's always really, really fun. I would say Utah, too. I mean, it's always a great matchup because of the division opponent and because of the way this matchup has gone both in the postseason and the regular season. I mean, Nuggets, Nuggets fans love when the Jazz come to town, and it's always a good game. How much concern is there long-term with Porter Jr.? You know, we haven't heard a whole lot about what exactly happened or what his rehab process really looks like. Um, I, so I think the concern level, it actually improved because we saw him at, like getting some shots up. He wasn't jumping. He was just like moving on the court during warm-ups in Dallas at the Nuggets' last game. So that was you know a sight for sore eyes to see him around the team, to see him just doing standstill form shooting and some sort of basketball action. Um, as, as far as I know, the surgery went extremely well and the rehab is going really, really well. But obviously, anytime you're talking about back surgery, that's something that you're not going to rush and it's something that you're going to take very seriously. So um, I, I'm not sure. Obviously, there's a level of concern because it is his back and because he's had a history with it. But at the same time, they explored so many options with it and they did what they thought was best. So 
the Nuggets had said that in, they're expecting him to make a full recovery and be back. It's just a matter of when that will be. You did mention there are some people getting Bones Highland getting more playing time. Is there anyone you can identify right now as, hey, in two years, this guy is really going to be something. He is going to be a rotation guy. He might be a starter. Is there anyone that's that, or is everybody a work in progress and it remains to be seen? I think it remains to be seen just because we have so many injuries to our core guys. Like, it's hard to make that jump when we don't have a Jamal Murray or a Michael Porter Jr. and they're expected to eventually be back in a starting lineup. Um, I would say that Bones Highland has made uh, some pretty good early impressions with not only this coaching staff, but with the fan base as well. Um, He is insanely talented and has this energy and this charisma about him that's contagious and brings this positive attitude the moment that he steps into the gym. So, I don't know whether that would be in the starting lineup or whether that could be like a potential six-man role, um, similar to like a Jordan Clarkson with you all. I, I, he's a scorer. Like he can score. He can create his own shot. He's so crafty and smooth at getting to the basket, has great range. So I think the, the most impressive part or the most impressive part about Bones is that he hasn't taken a very long time to adjust to the NBA game. Obviously, he's still learning, and every experience is – invaluable for him in game, but he he's made an impact from the moment that he's joined this franchise. So even if it's not this season, I'm wondering how much of a prevailing thought is within the Denver organization with Malone and everybody above him that the line of thinking being, hey, we're still young enough and we've had some big-time setbacks, obviously, but we do have age on our side to a degree, so let's not go crazy here and let's just wait this thing out, get our guys back, and we still got guys that are approaching their prime or in their prime so they can be good with health real quick. No, I think that's absolutely the mentality. At least that's the, the mood and the vision that I've interpreted on being around this group. I think that they think their window is very much open. It's just a matter of getting guys healthy. They talk often about the game last season when the Nuggets were healthy and went to L.A. and beat the Clippers full strength. And that, I think, was very eye-opening for not only you know people who work with and around this team, but the fan base, seeing what the Nuggets were capable of when they are 100%. And it's like we, we think back to that game with very fond memories and we look forward with, you know, a hopeful future with that in mind because I feel like we only got a little taste of what it could be like. It was so, so short-lived in a lot of ways. It was a, a small stretch. But with that in mind, and as young as these guys are, you think about kind of the rest of the league and age not being on their side in terms of the teams that we're talking about, other than, you know, maybe a Utah. But the, the Lakers are old, getting older. Brooklyn, they've got all sorts of stuff going on over there. I'd say the Warriors are the one team that are working their way back to being full strength, and they're always dangerous when that's the case. But the Nuggets are a team that is so young, and we haven't really seen what they're fully capable of of yet for an extended period of time. So this franchise is absolutely thinking that way of like, okay, once we get healthy, this is a chance, this is a window. We have to make a real push at this year. Of what you've seen around the NBA right now, it's Warrior Suns, Jazz, one, two, three in the standings. Uh, is that the way you see it shaking out when you get to the playoffs? Are the Warriors the favorite? 
or it's it, pretty close. You know, it's, it's so tough to say. I mean, those three teams have been re- remarkable to start this season, and I think when the Warriors get Clay back, like watch out. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, Utah's been obviously so good. The Phoenix has picked up right where they left off. So um, I guess I would probably see it playing out that way. But then once you go past that three mark, then it's like an even bigger question mark. How is the rest of this going to play out? I think Memphis has been tremendous to start this season and so fun to watch. Um, And then who knows, just with health and health and safety protocols, you guys have been so fortunate in not having the last team to send somebody into that, so our, our team's going to be able to stay healthy given how many seasons we've had within a calendar year and how much basketball has been played, and then given the pandemic on top of that as well. It just is so hard to predict anything right now. Well, Katie, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to the game tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, guys. Katie Winchie join us, Denver Nuggets host, analyst, and reporter for Altitude Sports. Jazz and the Nuggets tonight. 8 o'clock, the tip time. It's an ESPN game. Pre-game here on the Zone Sports Network at 7 o'clock. I wouldn't mess with Jokic just for that very reason. Those guys over there, man. <laughs> His brothers just look <laughs> They have a reprise of the Sopranos. <laughs> They're in it. <laughs> the Serbian Sopranos. Is they Serbian? Just the, yeah, they've, they've had some characters, some foreign guys over there play tough guys. Sure. Uh, just him alone, though. He's a fun player to watch. He's highly skilled. I love the way he goes about his business. You ever see that? There's a couple guys, they do it on a video. They imitate the guys to a T, and the way he walks and when he makes his shot, it's really funny to watch. The basketball version of a batting stance guy? Yeah, and it's, it's funny the way he, just his mannerisms, you can see it makes you laugh, but he's so highly skilled that any given game, they're dangerous. You know, They fit right in the middle of the league and the conference this year. It seems like there's a lot of teams in in that range of uh, one game above, one game below, two games above, 500, whatever it might be. Clippers, Lakers, Mavericks, and yeah. Nuggets in the West. Yeah, and those teams have beaten the Jazz. They've beaten them in this arena. So certainly they can beat them over there, uh, obviously. And, and you, you want to clean up on these teams. And plus, I said they would have a 17-3 and three stretch, and it's really important that they win these next two games. <laughs> you don't want to deal with a 16-4? and four? No, I didn't say 16-4, and four, which is good. But I said 17-3, and three, and right now they're 15-3. and three. And those two losses uh, to Washington and, and San Antonio at home back-to-back really ticked me off because then I could be sitting pretty. Uh, but I think they certainly have a chance to win these next two games, obviously, to go to my 17-3 and three, uh, prediction here. And it's it's interesting, you know, they've been playing so well away from home. I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain it. I don't know that there's any reason, rhyme or reason to it specifically. I mean, you're a theory guy, so you'll come up with something. And you I'll ready sh- for one? I'll shoot it down because it's what I do. <laughs> well, it's been working for a couple decades. Let's yeah. not mess with the formula. How about this? Who they are on the road is how good they really are. And it's why they shouldn't make a trade. And the reason the home record isn't as good is it's the regular season They've been so dominant at home. They let their guard down. They're not that fired up. You can't bring it every night. They think they're going to do it at home. We blame it on the wives? <laughs> There's so many single guys on the team. I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> I don't know who's... All I know uh, married is Conley and, and Ingles. I don't know who else is married, who isn't married, honestly. I, I'm not that close to any of them. You know Donovan isn't married. 
I assume, <laughs> but he could be in a long-term relationship for yeah. all I know. That's the same thing as marriage. I don't, I don't know what their yeah, personal lives are because Conley's wife is all over social media sure. and we know about uh, Joe. Joe. The yeah. rest of them, I don't they even don't look really at. Do, yeah. I don't, so I don't know what, what if family or personal things are getting. I like, think at home, it's just. I don't know what their living conditions are like. I don't know not, anything about it. I think the losses at home, largely not bringing it. Bringing the C plus effort and it got them beat. Okay, they're, I can way understand that. But I don't, teams. why bring a C plus effort at home? Of all places, the crowd picks you up. Those are the fans you don't want to disappoint the most. Blah blah blah. They're better. That they know they're better. Sense. And then somebody gets hot and they've wasted two or three quarters not playing yeah, their best ball. A, they certainly didn't play their best ball, but I don't think it's a lack of mental effort. I'm not going to go that far and say they're on cruise control at home. I don't want to do that because, to me, once you do that, you're questioning players' heart. And I'm very it's not hesitant about question, to go in it. It's not about questioning their heart. I think that this team, no, more than any team since the Stockton Malone teams, buys into our place in NBA history, our, how we'll be judged at the end of the everything, it rests on the playoffs. But it's it, Sure, but that doesn't explain a great road record. What you're saying is they lack intensity. They yes. lack will. They, they lack, lack desire. Intense. Intensity is the word. And that's, that's not a good... That's underachieving. And our friend hates to say that they're underachieving because that means the coaching staff isn't doing their job. Guys that I dearly love in the eyes of some other folks. You're saying that they're <laughs> you, underachieving. You are shape-shifting through multiple people's personalities right well, now. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, they're, that's, and that's great. They have that, and I don't have any connection to these guys. Yeah. They're, they're, they're basketball players to me. They're not my friends. And so, I, but I don't want to acknowledge that or label them as underachieving at home because they lack desire and intensity. That's, that's a bad thing, man. You lose, you lose, but you want to be able to give it all. And what you're saying is they're not giving it their all. I don't know how else to explain those seven home losses. I mean, you're always going to have a couple of them. But it's seven, just it's too big a number. You at the start of the year were saying 36-5, and five, and I wanted to argue with you. But given how they played at home last year and how good they looked. No, I said 36-5 and five on the road. No, you did not. <laughs> well, that's all I got now. <laughs> and they've already lost seven home games. And some of the teams they've lost to. I mean, you understand losing to the Warriors at home, they're very good, and that can happen. Well, they but, didn't, yeah, and they didn't shoot the ball well. Right. But some of the other losses at home are just complete head scratchers. New Orleans? Head scratcher. Big time. That's a, that's a body scratcher to the point I draw <laughs> blood. <laughs> body scratcher. Yeah. Indiana? Ugh. Uh, I mean, at least Indiana has some players. San Antonio. Washington. I can live with Washington because Beal went off. He's a player. The road losses were all way early. Chicago, Miami, Orlando. And they haven't lost on the road since November 7th. That's awesome. Yeah, keep it going. So I guess maybe, you know, if you total up the wins, and that's where they would have been, so they have a few more at home that we didn't anticipate, but they have a few more on the road, so that sort of flushes it out. Yeah, if they were 14-7 and seven on the road right now, I don't think people would be complaining. But as a home record, that just doesn't, doesn't cut it. So maybe uh, give them but, credit for adding on but at the end, what they've done at the road. They're 27-10, and 10 and they're on pace to win 60 games. That's good. The problem is the Suns are hotter and the Warriors are hotter. I don't, I don't know that's a problem come postseason. It could be, but I don't know that it is. 
And I think they would agree with you. And I think that's at the heart of the 14-7 and seven home record. They really do buy into, hey, we got to be playing our best basketball in Game 70. And a couple new guys to integrate here. Whiteside concussion protocol is uh, questionable for tonight. He's been out for a few games here. Didn't play against the Pelicans. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, your feedback next. Stay with us.